All right, great to have you here. So Quebec is going to be opening schools starting Monday. Here in Ontario, we are still waiting to see if schools at all can be salvaged for this year. Some will argue, you know, what's the point going back for a few weeks? And, well, you ask any kid or parent, and I guarantee most will tell you that they are desperate to get back, even if just for a few weeks. And it's not you know, just because the kids need as much normal as they can get, but because kids are so far behind in learning they have missed enormous parts of the curriculum. And uh, we've talked about it. It's called the COVID slide. And there are studies that show when you look at the totality of missed school with COVID, kids are missing as much as a year and a half of education. And the CBC did a little bit of a study looking into educational loss across Canada and find three quarters of the teachers say they're 55% fewer kids are meeting their learning objectives. 70% of those teachers asked do not believe kids will catch up. That is shocking. Paul Bennett, director of Schoolhouse Consulting, also author of State of the System, a reality check on Canada schools. And we do something every couple of weeks called Education Watch. Paul, good to have you. It's good to be back, especially when there's so much to discuss and the system seems to be topsy-turvy and... uh, in serious difficulty. Yeah, and the, and the issue we're talking about is not really being discussed. I mean, certainly mental health of kids today is a big discussion, uh, the costs of this pandemic. But the one conversation we hear all the time is what will education look like, a hybrid model in-class learning, when I think the conversation we need to be having right now is how are we going to get millions of kids caught up with the school that they've missed? Are they going to be held back? Are we going to implement grade 13? No one's really talking about it. And I think parents want the conversation to start. I would agree, but uh, the CBC survey has ignited lots of discussions. It's a little late in the game. Um, they're not, they came late to this. Um, learning uh, challenges and learning loss has been an issue that's been shaping up for months and months, but it wasn't until that survey was released and the series is called Schools Under Stress, and you quoted the data. There's a serious issue. But there is only six weeks left of regular school, and it's the least productive time of the year, as anyone will tell you, but parents and and teachers. So it's it's far from ideal. But I completely agree with you. People are exhausted. They are looking for relief. But we've got tensions here between teachers who are concerned about their health and the um, vaccination rates and uh, the spike of the disease and um, parents who are feeling overwhelmed. You know, when you look at the, the three case studies in the CBC report, they are in microcosm what the problem is. You take Jim uh, uh, Fair, uh, who's an, a math teacher in Kitchener, who has 22 mm-hmm. days to cover five months of math and finds all of his calculus yeah. students have lacking their background in uh, algebra, They don't have the math skills, and he's concerned that they won't be prepared for university. Or Cheris Liu, who's a grade 11 math uh, student, a student at Markham District High School. She says she's only had two and a half years of high school out of the four years. She's getting A+. Her marks have skyrocketed, but she feels totally unprepared for university. And then, of course, the sad case of Kai Gibson-Taylor of Sudbury, who's a very severely learning-challenged kid, who he was off for two weeks from school, and he he suffered a year of regression uh, in his his progress. So everywhere you look, there are serious issues. Getting back to school is a priority. 
And I think probably that's the best option right now. But we have to be assured that Mm -hmm. it's not going to make matters worse. Yeah. I mean, we also have the issue of very controlling unions that, you know, say they're in it for the kids, but look, they, they, they fight for the teachers. But what you're talking about makes very clear, you know, kids are missing and not getting the very basic and fundamental skills in things like the maths and English. And that's because the teachers have to race through subjects to keep up or they're either, you know, simplifying lessons to get it done. My concern is they're also willing to push kids through to the next grade because, well, that's what we do. Um, I talk to a lot of parents who have no problem saying, look, I'd rather actually keep them behind and just redo the whole grade because it wasn't just this grade that they missed out. They missed out on half of last year as well. And so, you know, it's going to take give and take, I think, on everybody's um, you know, on everyone's you're, you're side, right. including the unions, to do what's best for this generation. This is the first time we've ever had large numbers of parents mm-hmm. who are willing to have the kids retained for a year because they know they're so far behind. This has never happened before. It's mm-hmm. shattered the consensus around promoting everybody sure. and moving them forward. I think we're going to see more and more of that. Whether there should be summer school and uh, accelerated learning programs, people are recommending that now. That will be popular among affluent families who really see the problem and are going to do something about it. I think there's no question that there's going to have to be much more focused, um, intensive tutoring for the kids because they are Mm -hmm. so far behind. I couldn't agree with you more. Can I look at the survey that CBC, keep in mind who they, they talk to. They talk to educators. Why is it in education that Everything is through the lens of the teachers. I'm fine with that. But most of the coverage, too, is teachers say this, teachers say that. And you know what what bothered me about that report? They're talking about teacher burnout. But I think there's a huge problem of parent burnout that hasn't been identified and needs to be dealt with. I I think that's where the push and pull comes from in this whole uh, debate that's going on right now. Paul, I've fallen asleep twice already in this interview. I tell you as a parent, we are burned out. (laughs) I can tell you that categorically. (laughs) I mean, I say that in jest, but yeah, there's a huge burnout factor for those at home. Um, And I know, you know, kids will moan and groan about, well, I don't want to repeat another year. But the way I kind of look at it, not only will it give them a chance to catch up and make sure that they've got all the things that they need without some going forward and some being held back so kids don't feel ostracized. They'll all be at the same level. But it also allows them to get those experiences, whether it's being part of the yearbook club or, um, you know, being part of the track club, they get to join the experiences that they have totally been robbed of. I would say that students in junior high and high school have suffered the most because of the loss of their social relationships. I think that's really the telling factor, because as we know, they never really valued school for intellectual stimulation or engagement. We're hearing from the students who are the most academically driven, who are absolutely beside themselves, knowing that Mm. they're getting marks they don't really deserve, and they're concerned that there's going to be a a price to be paid at university and colleges. I am concerned about the longer-term impact, and I'm asking questions like, has uh, has permanently changed are, are we looking at a completely new dynamic going forward? And is it going to be easy to get over this? It doesn't look like it is. I think it's going to be a real challenge going ahead in the next few years.
It is a generational crisis, and um, it affects all the kids, certainly, as you well know, the lower uh, margin kids, uh, you know, those who probably won't come back to the system after this whole thing. But it is a generational crisis, and it needs a, a bigger conversation. Uh, Paul, we'll talk about it. So I appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much. Let's hope things get better, and the next time we talk, there is some improvement, and maybe school, school will be back in session, and parents will be getting a bit of relief. Yeah, no kidding. And the kids. Paul Bennett, Director of Schoolhouse Consulting. Also, if you uh, are interested in reading his stuff, State of the System, a reality check on Canada's schools. But this is the conversation that has to be had. It's not just about teacher burnout. It's about the kids.